0: Hello there. Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I hope you're doing great today, and I hope you came ready to hear about your attitude. Now, if you have a really bad attitude going, you might be tempted to hit the stop button on this podcast right now. But if that's you, it's all the more reason you probably need to listen, right? I mean, it's so funny when I think about your attitude and suggesting that you need to change your attitude. I think about being a kid or something and having your mom go, you need to change your attitude. <laughs> you know, and We didn't take, we didn't take well to those comments, did we? But I know you probably need to change your attitude because I know I have to change mine all the time and I'm in the attitude business, right? I'm the creator of the nine weapons of hope and one of my weapons, the one that I put as number two in the succession in my new nine weapons of hope program the membership course number two is your attitude number one your decisions number two your attitude because you gotta get your attitude right kind of up front if you listened to the last podcast when i talked about your decisions i said i put that first because if you don't Make a decision, nothing's going to happen, right? I mean, you're just not going to. Make a decision, make a commitment. If you don't do that, yeah, all bets are probably off. But gosh, your attitude is so darn important. It's just right behind it, right? Because that's about your mindset. It's about how we think, what we think about, how we think about things, what we think about ourselves and others. I call it your battle changer attitude is your battle changer. So when you're in a battle with a beast, which can often feel like you're in a battle with yourself, because let's face it, those beasts are the things that we've taken in and we've taken ownership of, right? I'm a victim. I'm the mom of an addict. I live in shame. I'm guilty. I have low self-worth. This thing happened to me when I was a kid, you know, and I'm, I'm carrying it around. I'm allowing my loss to overtake my life. There's all sorts of things. And most of us have many, and I call them beasts. And so these beasts, they're tough to battle because, as I said, it's, you know, it's what we've become. It's become a part of us. And so it's a battle. And to take it down, to take down your, your mindsets, how you've been thinking about yourself, that negativity, the self-doubt, the hurt, the betrayal that you felt. The huge loss, that hole in your heart. The battle to not crawl inside that hole in your heart or stay down on that mat with the beast on top of you. It's a battle. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I call them the nine weapons of hope. And I always let people know right off the, the, on the onset, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be tough. It's going to take time. You're going to fall. You're going to stumble. And it's kind of funny because people think of me as a motivational speaker, right? And you think, well, that's not very motivational. Okay, maybe not, but it's honest, isn't it? I would never want to lead you down the merry path in thinking that I have some magic potion. Dang, I wish, wouldn't that be awesome? Some magic potion, and if you just do these quick nine things, you know, it reminds, you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you're old enough to remember. Maybe they still have it, I don't know. Thin thighs in 30 days, and it was this little, um, Kind of like, it was like it's a big massive spring thing right and you sat down you put it between the inner your inner thighs and you just press your inner thighs in and out and in and out and you know what you were supposed to get thin thighs in 30 days now I knew better than that I knew that you couldn't do some spot reduction thing and have it work in 30 days but did I buy one of course I did <laughs> so you know what if I was a smart marketer I would be calling these things like the quick nine things to get you out of your despair But that wouldn't be very honest, would it? So rather than thin thighs in 30 days, I've got nine weapons of hope and I have no idea how long it'll take you to get where you want to go because I don't even know what you are dealing with today. And I couldn't possibly predict what you'll deal with in the future, your personality and on and on. Obviously, no idea. For me personally, I know, I don't know if it's just me, but for me personally, I believe I will be using the nine weapons of hope for the rest of my life life's always going to come with different challenges. We fall back into old patterns and all that. So speaking of that, when you talk about attitude, attitude is a habit. And so you have to kick the attitude habit. Have you ever tried to kick a habit? I have this friend who smoked for smokes for many, many, many years, decades. And the things that she's told me she tried to quit smoking, it's just crazy. I mean, she's tried everything and just can't seem to kick the habit. And I know it's tough. I know that smoking is a tough one. I mean, I hear it's one of the biggies. I think all habits are hard to break. And certainly our habit is one of them. And, And you may not even think of attitude as a habit. But really, it is. Our mindset, the way we think, it becomes patterns. And, and you might have been raised in a really negative home. I mean, it could have been a great home. You know, loving parents and everything like that. But still, they s- seem to be more tended toward the negative, the cynical. And so that kind of becomes ingrained in you. It might be that you had difficulty in your childhood. You've experienced something in later life. You know, the disappointments just kept happening. For whatever reason, you came You got into this pattern of negative, cynical thinking. Maybe like me, you started attending pity parties. And I didn't usually invite people to my pity party. I was kind of a loner in that regard. But I'm telling you what, I hosted plenty of pity parties for one. And oh my gosh, what a powerless place to be in a pity party. Or as I call it, victim land. When you are into your attitude in the nine weapons of hope, you'll hear about victim land and it's this kind of fake land that I, I made up and, but it really is a great illustration of what it's like, your draw, why you're drawn to victim land initially. And then over time, how it feels and how important it is to get yourself out of that. So again, these mindsets happen for different reasons. I had this period of of my life that I refer to now as the logic of a negative thinker. And it was because I had a lot of disappointment in my childhood. And I'm not here to blame anybody. It just was what it was. My mother had three children by the time she was 20. And my biological father wasn't all that interested in being a dad, showing up or paying child support or anything like that. And, you know, back then my mom had to quit high school, even though she was a straight-A student, she had to quit when she was a, before she was a senior because she had a baby, my brother, and you, back then you didn't go to school pregnant. Of course, had to go get her her diploma the next year and graduate with the following class. So, my mom's twenty. She's obviously very disappointed about those college scholarships that were going to be hers, and instead she was this young mother and this ridiculous marriage and. You know, then by the time she's 20, there's three of us. And life was tough, so she didn't go to college like she had planned. And it was difficult for women, especially back then, to make much money. And again, didn't have much consistent support from my father. And my grandparents were amazing, but they were just, you know, I want to say middle class, but they might have even been lower middle class as far as income goes. And so they did their best to help us. And my grandma sewed me clothes. I had homemade clothing. My grandma was an amazing seamstress, but still. um, So those were difficult times. And my dad wouldn't show up. He did, he did that a lot. I can remember. At least it, feel, it seems like a lot looking back, you know, where we would be there on a Friday night and we had to get dressed up in our good clothes. We had one pair of good clothes, right? You no, know, maybe we had two because they were our school clothes, too. And we'd wait for him on the sofa, and we'd be sitting there on the couch, and he just wouldn't come many times. And so we'd have to just go off to bed and be very disappointed. And so there was just a lot of disappointment. I don't want to get into all of it. But I I told it, by the way, I told a little bit more about my story in my book, Still Standing. Not Still Standing after all the tears, but the one that's Still Standing, the most recent book that I wrote. And if you want to know more about my story, you can read that. I didn't tell all the gory details, but a little bit more of it. But anyway, I I felt a lot of disappointment as a child. And so I was going to protect myself. And so how I did that was, was what I call now the logic of a negative thinker. And here was my logic. If you think the worst, you'll never be disappointed. I mean, it's just smart to think negatively. It's smart to think the worst. Because what if the worst happens? Well, at least you're expecting it. And then what if the best happens? Well, that would be called a bonus. Can you believe that? What a ridiculous way to think. Maybe you can relate to it, or at least for periods of your life. It's kind of easy to get that way, isn't it? When life has let us down a lot. And I really feel kind of bad about that because our attitude impacts other people, whatever that attitude happens to be. We're impacting people every single day. We're depositing a little piece of us inside of people that we interact with, especially those people who are very impacted by us. And we're, we're, we're leaving little deposits. It actually makes me kind of sick now to think that I was leaving those kinds of deposits in people. Wow. Hopefully I'm making up for it now. And so the thing about attitude, again, is it's a habit and it's hard to break, but it can be broken. I came up with this thing called the disruptor word, and it's a way to use a word to just disrupt those thoughts. Just say that word out loud and disrupt it and, you know, a really powerful word it needs to be, of course. And then once you disrupt those thoughts or those words, then you replace it. You need to replace those thoughts and words with the right ones. And so it's really a training ground, right? You got to keep training yourself to think differently. Because again, these are just patterns of thinking. And these patterns of thinking, unfortunately, they start with how we think about ourselves. Right? We all know this, that when people are really mean to other people, the bullies, and especially now, my gosh, on social media and everywhere else, and news and stuff, people are just bashing each other. Isn't that Isn't that easy to do behind a computer screen or an iPhone or whatever? But just bashing each other and and um, just just degrading each other and just awful, awful stuff. But you know what? Even worse than that. Oh, oh, what I was going to say is we know that people who do that are not feeling good about themselves. Or maybe, maybe in the way that things are going these days, some people are just becoming overly impassioned and, you know, mob mentality and stuff like that. But typically when people are just bullies and mean and, and rude and cynical, they're not feeling good about themselves, right? And so the thing about this whole attitude thing is that we have to really start thinking about our own self-talk a lot. And because that really does end up translating into how we speak about others. Now, it could be that you speak very nicely to other people and then beat the hell out of yourself. That's possible. But most of the time we end up, even if we're, we're talking, you know, nicely or kindly to the people we love, we end up talking about people we don't like or we don't care about or we don't know. They're just some famous person or whatever. We start degrading other people. And again, sometimes we're making a judgment for other reasons, but a lot of times we're just not feeling good about ourselves. So I think we really have to kind of mind our own business at first. When you're trying to overcome this whole attitude thing, start thinking about first how you talk to yourself. When you drop something, do you call yourself a name? When you make a mistake, do you berate yourself and beat yourself up? Or do you, you know, forgive yourself and move on? Remember when you were growing up, did your parents or say to you, or did anyone ever say to you, or you heard, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Do you remember that? Well, one of the things I challenge people to do in my nine weapons of hope course in this your attitude weapon is to try to go a whole day without saying anything negative. So instead of nice, I'm using the word positive. If you can't say something positive, don't say anything. Try to do that for a day. It'll be interesting. If You might not make it five minutes at first. But it's something you could keep trying over and over that could help change your mindset, shift the way you think, and get into a new pattern, a new habit, a good habit. All habits aren't bad, right? We're always thinking about habits as being so bad. They're not all bad. And so what ends up happening when when we're constantly thinking negative thoughts about ourselves, not only does it just (laughs) crush your spirit. It erodes your self-confidence. And then you start to believe things about yourself. And that's about, you know, when I talk about this beast whispering in your ear and screaming in your face, these old patterns of thinking, they're coming back in and saying all these terrible things to you. The only, and and most of them are lies. And the only way a lie can affect you is if you start to believe it. And that's what ends up happening. I came into full agreement with my beast. Yep, he was 100% right. I was a complete failure at life. Until I really started to realize that was a bunch of crap. All this stuff I was telling myself was a bunch of crap. How do you like my technical term? What do you think a psychologist would think about my technical term called crap? (laughs) But I know you can relate to it. And that's what it is. It's a bunch of BS. It's a bunch of junk. And so we have to take that negative crap list, that stuff we've been believing about ourselves and rip it to shreds. It is so worth working on your attitude. I mean, I can't say that any of my nine weapons of hope that one is more important than the other. I really don't think that's possible because they're all important for different reasons. And then some of them are important for the same reasons. And they work together. They build on each other. They're synergistic. But I, I can honestly say that if you just took your attitude and worked on that, I think it would change a lot. I know that when I started to change my attitude back to a person that was positive, because I was like that at one point in my life. And when I changed back, it seemed like life was better. Only life wasn't better. Let me explain. The things around me were still a shitstorm. The things around me were still difficult. I was still having a, a, a lot of challenge. I mean, oh, a lot of challenges. Jamie was still very lost in, in the belly of her addiction beast. Our whole, you know, the financial thing with the business and everything, that was all kind of coming apart. My family is crumbling. It, things weren't getting better, but I got better. And when I changed my attitude and obviously used all the other eight, but when I, when my attitude changed it, it's made it seem like everything was different, even though nothing was different. Does that make sense to you? It's incredible. When you start to think differently about things, then what ends up naturally happening is you start making different decisions. You start heading your life in a different direction. You start changing. So it feels like everything changes, but nothing changes. You know, I'm pretty darn glad that I made the decision and changed my attitude and did all the other things because, you know, my life got a lot worse. As you know, my daughter was killed and I wouldn't even want to think about where I'd be today if I hadn't have had these nine weapons of hope that were tools. They were, you know, arrows in my quiver, resources that I could pull out when I needed them most, when I was headed right back down to that mat, when I was feeling despair again. When I was doubting myself so this is the importance of your attitude your attitude is your battle changer it is the one thing that can make you feel as if your life has completely changed even if nothing has changed it's your attitude you're worth doing whatever it takes to change yours to improve your mindset and by the way if you haven't already, you can get I have a free guidebook, which is really cool. And it's called Warrior, it's called the Warrior Mindset Guidebook. And you can get it on my website, valerysilbera.com, right on the on the homepage. You'll see a link there. You can get access to that. You should get it because I have a lot of nuggets, and some of them that I talked about today, but there are a lot of little nuggets in there. And I and warriormindset.com. You can also get it there. I mean, that'll send you to the same, you know, send you to a place where you can get it. In any case, that'd be a great start to you changing your attitude. And you really should because your, your story matters. So you need to start living it courageously. And it's hard to do that with a bad attitude. You know what? I'm now called the trauma disruptor because that's what I'm trying to help people do. Life is traumatic, whether it's a small traumatic thing or series of them or something major. And boy, can it just get us down. We've got to start disrupting that trauma for good. Remember, wherever you are today, you're not alone. I'm standing right there with you, and I will be until the next podcast and far beyond that. Have an awesome day. Be sure to link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. You can find free resources, the Nine Weapons of Hope, our Trauma Disruptors community, and my newsletter. You're not alone, and we shouldn't try to do this alone. Let's stand together, shoulder to shoulder. Let's disrupt trauma for good. This is your time. It's your moment. I'm standing right there with you.